I walked with very little intention until I came to the place where the old dirt road split in two. Until then, I walked with my head down, kicking bits of gravel. The fork in the road came upon me in a way that an attacker approaches its victim. It was an act of aggression. The old path was forcing me to make a choice. A choice that until that fateful moment, I had no intention on making. I just wanted to walk. I stood there for some time, vexed. Anger and frustration overtook me. As I looked down each path, trying to make a decision regarding which I would take. Then I noticed something. A tall, weathered, wooden post was towering over me. It was planted perfectly among the shrubs and grass where the path diverged. At its top were two pointed signs, one pointing to the path on my left, the other pointing to the path on my right. Suddenly, I was not angry anymore. I was more confused than anything else. How had I not noticed this post until now? It was as if the thing had waited for my arrival before bursting forth from the earth. I shook off my confusion long enough to read each sign. They did not tell me much about the paths, but who I should expect to become when I reached the end of each. One read Calvinist, conservative, logical, and self-motivated. The other was inscribed with words like worldly, a religious, and liberal. And it wasn't that these words were exclusively tied to one another. The words were just opposites. And this fork in the road wanted me to choose one or the other. I studied each plaque. I thought on every word. I searched my soul for what I felt, for what felt like an eternity, to see what I should become. Then something happened that interrupted the raging sea that roared this way and that way in my mind. It descended like a dove, clear and poised, like nothing I had ever felt. Why let the beaten path of those who came before me dictate my decision now? I looked down each path one last time. Then, I gazed in the distance just beyond the post that stood in the middle. I saw tall grass, rocks, and trees. Beyond the forest, I saw the dark unknown, and it beckoned me. Finally, I had made my decision. I did not go left, and I did not go right. I stepped off the dirt and gravel into the shrubbery. I would take the middle ground. Good evening, everybody and welcome to Middle Grounded. This is a little thing that I am starting and I'll do hopefully pretty regularly where 
I'll talk about things that are on my heart. I'll answer questions. Um, and just like what you just heard, I'll take an opportunity to write something and to read something. So this is a place for me to practice being a better storyteller, uh, being a better orator, and using my words in a way that paints a picture and conveys a message. So I'll be doing this show and The Dead Man, and it's all about practice, right? This is something that I'm doing to get better at something that I feel I'm made to do. You know, I've, I've said it before to a few friends, and I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast, um, but I'm sure of three things. Is that Jesus is who he says he is. I love my wife and my daughter more than anything else on the face of this planet. And I was born to be a storyteller. So if I'm going to be a storyteller, then I have to tell stories. And I have to get better at using my words. And this is just an opportunity to deliberately practice that. So earlier today I did ask for some questions. And I'll get to that. But I wanted to talk for a minute about what I just read. It was a piece that I wrote this past Sunday. It was right after my wife and daughter uh, hit the dusty trail to go back to Atlanta, where we will be living in just a few short days. And I'll talk about that hopefully in a, in a future episode. But... The name of this show is Middle Grounded, and I started a blog that I wrote for off and on, and not very much lately, but I did share some, you know, intimate things on, and the notion, the idea of being middle grounded is that I don't fit very well. And I don't think, you know, if, if we're honest with ourselves, I don't think any of us really fit well into black and white, into binaries. It's something that's constructed because I think that we feel this need to know. We feel this need to have absolutes and curiosity is difficult. And so in order to eliminate curiosity and in order to, you know, seem as if we, we have this, this wealth of, of knowledge, being able to put labels and to put categories onto things, onto people, onto ideas, and to, to label them as truth, to label them as absolute uh, it gives us this, this sense of um, superiority. And what I've found over my years on this planet is that 
as much as I've ever wanted to fit into a mold, as much as I've wanted to have this political persuasion or this um, religious conviction, I am always torn because in my heart I am way too curious. I build relationships with people and one of those relationships was with one of my former bar patrons, is this older gentleman by the name of Joe. And he was an anesthesiologist and I was a bartender and I would serve him two or three times a week. Uh, he'd come in, have a few drinks and have a good meal. But in that time we would also spend about an hour to two hours talking. And he, in his 60s, and me in my 30s, we would talk about everything. Relationships and love, politics and religion, world traveling and experiences. And he always felt as if he was my mission field. Um, Joe was agnostic. He was born and bred in the Southern Baptist tradition, but had kind of divorced himself from it. And when we would talk, me being a Christian, he always <laughs> thought that my goal with the conversation was to sway him. But over and over and over again, I would convince Joe that my goal was never to sway him. That if he fell in love with Jesus during one of our conversations, then great. But if not, the way I see it is that I'm 30 years old, 31 now. But at the time I was 30 years old and There was something in his 60 plus years on this planet that drove him from the Southern Baptist tradition to being agnostic. There was something in his life that drove him from his family's very conservative political persuasion to being a very progressive Democrat. And I wanted to learn about that. And I, I would tell Joe, you know, my goal is not to convert you. My goal is to learn from you. Because you have experiences, you have done things and seen things that I haven't. And something has made you, you. And I want to find out what that is because maybe there's something in you that will help me to be a better me. And so I'm somewhere in the middle. I am somewhere between a lot of things. I am still searching. I am still curious. And so that's why I decided to name 
my personal project, Middle Grounded. It's because somewhere in the middle I'm trying to carve out this path of my own. I'm trying to blaze a trail. I'm trying to free myself and in turn, hopefully, free a lot of other people. So welcome. Thank you for listening and I'm going to go ahead and hop into some questions. I really like the idea of having people that I know or people that I would like to get to know ask me questions and ask me challenging questions because I want to think, you know, again, to, you know, to nod towards curiosity, to nod towards you know, always seeking hard questions should not result in a catechism of an answer. They should be honest answers where you're really searching your heart to see if you really believe what it is that you say that you believe. So every episode when I ask for questions and I, I read those questions aloud and I answer them, this is just an opportunity for me to express my current view in hopes that I will polish and perfect it, discard it, build a new one. So here we go. The first question, and this comes from my dear friend and my brother, uh, Tyler Fleming, who I host the Dead Man's Coffee Club with, he, he asks, what are you most afraid of? I am most afraid of my heart. And I know that that's a, uh, (laughs) that's a weird answer, but I am terrified of my heart because there's still that part of me that believes the Calvinist um, kind of pillar of total depravity that, you know, our hearts are deceitful and that even on our best day, There's nothing that we can do to merit right standing with God. That ultimately, in our hearts, there's darkness, there's self-motivation, there is self-preservation. I am at the center of my heart, my, my desires. And so when the scripture goes, delight yourself, in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I don't take that as meaning that God's going to give me what I want, but that he's going to renew and redeem my desires. He's going to renew and redeem and give me desires. But at the same time, from now until I reach eternity and I'm with the Lord, I have a heart of flesh and it wants things, 
it feels things, and it desires things that constantly come against who I want to be, who I know myself to be, who I think myself to be. Um, and I'm constantly afraid that I'll act on those desires or on those feelings or those, those inclinations that my heart plants. And so in terms of what I'm most afraid of, I think I can say firmly that I'm most afraid of my heart. The next question that I received tonight, I, th I think I've already answered this one, was regarding the name of the show. So, what's the name of the podcast? Middle Grounded. And that again is an ode to the, uh, the deserted blog that I started and will hopefully use this podcast and maybe some writings and, and start supplementing it more and building it back up. Because in this lifetime, I want to leave a little treasure chest of things for future generations that share my blood or even those who, who don't um, to be able to find and learn about me and what I felt and who I was. So the name of the show is Middle Grounded until something changes and I feel like I have to give it a new name. Are you going solo because Tyler is lame? This question also came from Tyler Fleming, and uh, the answer is no. Uh, he and I talked about the potential of doing solo projects because we both feel that it's important to practice deliberately, to practice on purpose, because these are the things that make us better. I will say this. Tyler Fleming and I have had some talks recently, and we have some huge dreams and expectations for the Dead Man's Coffee Club in the coming months. Uh, there are some things we have in the works that we haven't quite revealed yet, and I'm going to be cryptic and talk about it, but this is part of it. This is under the umbrella of the Dead Man's Coffee Club, but it's so that we can make that show that much better. And so Tyler's going to be doing his own show as well. And I would implore you guys to listen because he's a cool cat with a lot of cool things to say. He's got a good heart and he has been one of the single most driving and challenging forces in my life over the last year. And I'm thankful for him. So I certainly don't think you're lame, Tyler. And I look forward to hosting The Dead Man with you for a long time to come.
Guys, I hope that this little snippet, this time that I've shared with you, a Topo Chico and a finger of whiskey has been good and thought-provoking or challenging or just good to listen to. I would love to hear more from you. I'm probably going to just keep things on my personal Instagram page. So if you want to give me a follow or shoot me a, a few questions or just comment about how you felt about the show, I would love to hear it. My handle is at Anthony Fisher. And this is Middle Grounded. I'll be talking with you guys real soon.